transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Whoa. I thought you had been recording. No, I didn't record earlier. The blockbuster conversation didn't make it. Didn't make the cut. That's just for yeah. us. Sometimes you so, gotta, you know, keep keep some of the juice for yourself. You know, gotta keep it holy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? My God. Uh, so this is officially episode thirty-one. It's a big number. It's a three and a one. Um, uh, in succession. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking intros, dude. I, I never have good, had a good intro. Anyway, core dogs, hot dogs alike, whoever you are. If you're between a bun or uh, battered in cornmeal, this is for you. This. <laughs> um, last time we had, uh, last episode we had a playlist from our, our, our friend and fellow host, Lucas. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now, guys, he's already crafting another one. Oh God. Uh, he's trying, he's, he's trying hard. I can't, I think that this next one though is actually meant to like rub us the wrong way or, or maybe it's not, but either way I've taken a peek at it. It's no bueno. Uh, <laughs> let me know when he's done changing it and then I'll listen to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh this week uh this week we got we we had one that, that uh Jameson you put together for us. Uh do you wanna just describe the playlist yeah. for us? So I, I came up with this idea a little bit when we were uh uh in our hiatus. Uh, I figured that all of us on the council probably had a genre of music that was uh you know lesser known or something that not everyone would dig on. So uh, I figured, you know, we could all take up the challenge of choosing a genre and exposing our, exposing the council to something somewhat new, maybe. Um, So I went with something near and dear to my heart, which is uh, some classic country and mostly outlaw country stuff. So real interested to see if you guys dug on it and uh, how it goes. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Well, I, I I say we just uh we hop right on in, um, because we got what what's the first track? Jambalaya. Yeah, Jambalaya By on the Bayou. Hank Williams Senior. So I I figured I would put I put a couple real classic uh songs that don't really fit the outlaw genre to kind of give a dip our toes in a little bit. Um. And I figured I would throw in the year all of these were released. So this is uh, 1952. Um, and it's uh, just an old school song about going to your going to your girlfriend's party and eating Cajun food. That's all this is about. <laughs> and it's just uh, it's a good song. You know, I don't disagree with you. I like I like the uh, the sort of like just groove of this song. It like it's really simple and uh i think it's just sort of like endearing that it's yeah it's just like like you just described it's literally a song about like going over to your your you know girlfriend's place or whatever and just 
eating some fucking Cajun fruits and jambalaya and shit. It's just off on the bayou, you know. It's just I don't know. It's 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 fun. It's not like a a bad song. I imagine this was like this would fit perfectly in on like the old, Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack, you know. For sure. Like it just hits that note. But Caleb, how did you feel about this one? Jambalaya. I, I love this song actually. I've I've heard it many many times before. Um, when I was a kid, I'd go hang out with my grandpa a lot next door, and um, he, I think he lived in Louisiana for a while, so he learned to you know cook this kind of stuff. And I remember him putting it on while he was making gumbo. And I mean, he's it just reminds me of like hanging out with him and listening to his very extensive and weirdly curated record collection. So this was a nice throwback. Nice. Uh, Dusty, what about you? Mm, solid. I mean, 52. That, I didn't think it was that far back, to be no, honest. No, dude, that's, that's kind of a surprise. It kind of reminded me of playing some Red Dead Redemption 2. Kind yeah, of on the horse running around. So, But you don't get many songs these days just singing about food. Nope. <laughs> you know, cookouts and stuff. It's kind of stopped with like Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I mean, the only place you're going to get songs about food is country music. Yeah. And uh, I mean, most of it's garbage nowadays, but this is a good one. I think you guys are showing a lot of disrespect towards Aaron Carter's I Want Candy right now. (laughs) That's a good, that was a damn fine cover. (laughs) It's like 25 years ago, bro. That ain't modern. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, well, Nick, what about you, though, man? You you munching, munching down some jambalaya? Uh, it, at face value, this really wasn't my favorite song on this playlist, but in it, the lens of when it came out and where it came out, it's like you, you, you kind of have to put yourself in the shoes of this person who's now listening to this type of music, which is cutting edge for them. Incredibly boring for me. <laughs> but... <laughs> In that perspective, you know, like the, the Oh Brother Where Art Thou reference was perfect because that movie is just so immersive. It makes you love music that you might not otherwise. But no. it's a it's a pretty cool song for what it is. It's inoffensive. It's not my favorite one. It's not my least favorite one. Uh, it's just there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. No. <laughs> no comments. Well, does anybody feel like eating jambalaya uh, currently? Most I, no, I always most feel. I always feel like it, man. I was just at dinner. <laughs> no room for the jamba. Oh, uh, I mean, save it for leftovers, though. Ooh, jambalaya leftovers are always oh, great. They get better. It's yeah, it just soaks, so <laughs> soaks in the blah blah. Um, well, this takes us uh, onto a, a track by Charlie Pride. That was a kiss an angel. Good morning. Yeah. So. This song, uh, I think I've mentioned it before. Um, when I was growing up, we had a jukebox at my house, and uh, this was one of the songs. It was on an old '72, you know, record single that was on the jukebox. So I grew up listening to this song all the time. But um, Charlie Pride is a like really a pioneer. He's the the first black man to be introduced into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, he had, so he was the best-selling RCA artist, uh, since Elvis at the time when he came on, had 52 top 10 hits between 1966 and 87. And then he also played pro baseball in the Negro league before he was a country artist. 
damn dude so and on top of it like this song is just so sweet like man <laughs> you put this on for the lady and they just swoon for you you know yeah dude for real it is it's just such a like a simplistic song but it's just like i don't know it's like it has this like really light-hearted and sweet presentation you know I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would say like kind of like Nick on that last one for myself. It's definitely not like my favorite or my least favorite. It just sort of falls into there. But like that's really cool. Just hearing some of the some of uh, Charlie Pride's like, you know, his stats, so to speak, yeah. you know, 52 fucking like uh, top right, you know, top top records. Like that's fucking crazy. Like dude's way the hell up there on the leaderboards. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to try this out on, on Nadine uh, one morning, you know, I'm just going to pu- play it and see what, see what she says. Serve uh, her some, minimum, make her some coffee too. She's going to give you a big smile and, and blush a little bit. I guarantee uh, it. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, Dusty, how did you feel about this, this Charlie Pride track? Oh, all, all I could picture was Cleveland singing this song. <laughs> Family guys. <laughs> that was so much you just gonna have that that voice, like <laughs> yeah, I guess. I enjoyed it though because it's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> just gets me in the morning, and then you come home with for like the devil. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I don't know. I wonder if at the time people thought it was funny or he thought it was a legit love song of some sort, but. Oh, oh man, I enjoy. He's got a good voice. I bet he it was legit. He does have a kind of an interesting voice. Uh, I didn't throw it in there. This one released in '71. That's why I was wondering. I was like, I was wondering if he had the year on that. '71, huh? See, I feel like this was like this. This seems like it'd fall in the same time period as that last one. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like quite a was, gap. I definitely thought this was going to be an older one, but yeah. his his like actual career music wise was like 65 to the late 80s so okay shit uh nick how about you man how'd you feel about kissing angel good morning well but uh, i i didn't really enjoy the song itself <laughs> I, I found it once again to be quite boring this is not my favorite type of of anything really <laughs> but uh uh, it, it did. It does like you know give you some warm fuzzies though, especially uh, as a married man. It does, you know, make me think about you know smooching my wife, and that's nice. <laughs> that is nice. I have the flu right now. I know. Just the way you said it was so. And that is nice. Uh... I love it. No, I agree with you, Nick. I do. I, uh, yeah. you know, smooches, smooches with the ladies. It's, it's nice. Uh, Kayla. <laughs> Kayla, <laughs> how about you? That cold uh, medicine's kicking in. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard Charlie before. Um, but this song just reminded me of like Margaritaville by, uh, is that James Jimmy Buffett? Buffett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just James. it just has a very similar kind of like feel to it, um, and it's a sweet, you know, song and all that. But I don't know why, but like, anytime there's like piano and country music, I'm just like, ah, 
I don't know why I don't I don't like I love like slide guitar and I love the fiddles and all that but like pianos just really like they fuck me up I'm like no not here <laughs> not here <laughs> otherwise it's a nice song I don't know just I don't know I couldn't stop thinking about Margaritaville <laughs> <laughs> This, this took this took you down to Margaritaville, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Know. This this is the morning after you had a bunch of margaritas with your lady, and you wake up, you're a little hungover, but it's nice, and you're happy to see her, and you give her a nice smooch. Kiss, kiss, I got more than I think if I don't sing it, I'll be good. Not in, uh, not when you're hungover. No. Uh, <laughs> well. I guess this takes us to one of the one of the first uh, first. It is the first Merle Haggard track on the list. Yeah, I, I have to apologize. I went a little heavy on Merle Haggard, but man, the songs I picked are just so so iconic. I had to do it. But uh, this first one is "Mama Tried" by Merle Haggard, and uh, this is 1968, and this is kind of like the beginnings of what we would call outlaw country now you know where you stop it's you know the last couple songs are just about having a good time kissing your lady this is where we start taking a turn um so merle haggard wrote this apparently when he was in san quentin prison um he spent three years there for armed robbery and then uh when he got out he uh cleaned up and became a recording artist obviously but he said he you know used the inspiration of that uh and what it did to his mother you know to write this song so that's cool uh do you have a year for oh you said 68 68 that's wild yeah i mean it's a very relatable subject in general i feel like there's definitely uh, i can at least say for myself there's plenty of reflection that i've done that i'm like man if my mom only or like only knew that story or like damn she tried really hard but you know like like i always joke uh she tried to raise some good christian boys it just didn't take uh <laughs> but yeah no I, I i kind of enjoy this song it's it's definitely like another you know it's kind of a i don't know like it's light you know there's a really cool kind of guitar part throughout it that that sort of like captures your attention a bit but yeah i mean again it's like i don't know i'm i'm surprised at how unoffended i am so like so far into the you know three tracks into the list and like even further but yeah i guess i give this i'd give this like a you know a thumb and an, and an extra knuckle nice yeah like that like a whatever it is what mega thumb mega thumb one mega thumb uh <laughs> nick how'd you feel about this one this is uh i think inoffensive is definitely the right term for it this is <laughs> i all right so since this playlist did feature merle haggard so heavily i did like look up the guy's like biography and try to figure out who he was a little bit and i didn't really like what i found frankly that guy's kind of a I don't know I'm gonna reserve most of my comments about Merle Haggard until Oki from Muskogee (laughs) that's because we need the we need all of those songs but uh I don't know this this one I'm not offended by frankly I think it's the most authentic to Merle Haggard song he ever wrote so uh this this one gets a positive review from me but I still don't like the guy (laughs) 
Well, Caleb, how about you? I mean, okay, so basically, as I've you know gone through this list, almost almost none of this is new to me because you know like I don't think about it very often, but like this is basically what I got to listen to that wasn't like you know repugnant worship, you know, church music. Woof. Um, and this was able to just slip in there. Um, I don't remember like any specific thing tied to this song, but there's like, you know, there's so many that I do, but I don't know. Uh, it reminds me a lot of just sitting on a porch and rocking chairs with like my, my grandfather, my great uncle. And like, I'm sure they probably sang this to us at some point, but yeah, it just, I don't know. Reminded me of happy, simple times, harvesting cherries as a boy and farting on the porch. Cause that's what <laughs> cherries do. And yeah, this is nice. I like the acoustic part especially. It was a nice little doodly doodly. I don't know what you call that. I think it it might be doodly doodly. I'm sorry, my dinner hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm I'm Snorlax tonight. Oh. <laughs> did you what did it involve cherries? Are you gonna be farting? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't I don't touch them anymore. <laughs> well uh, Dusty, how'd you feel about this first about the first Merle Haggard track on there? It's solid. I don't think I've actually ever heard Merle Haggard song until this playlist. I, I know who he is, and I'm, maybe I have, and I just didn't realize it was Merle Haggard. But this is solid. I, I really like the, the running, like the pick, picking through, you know, on the acoustic throughout. It's a little bit different than your previous two songs. The less slide guitar, you know. Hit yeah. a little bit, like, that's okay. But you think about Merle Haggard from what you said, he, it's kind of like, if it weren't for him, there wouldn't be gangster rap. Think about it. Because all they rap about there is being in jail, too. You know? <laughs> Breaking the law. So, we, got, yeah. we got a couple yeah. more convicts coming up. Don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, you got to shout out to him being a pioneer. And I, I did drive by San Quentin a couple weeks ago. Coming back from San Francisco. Ooh. It's a big, big fucking thing. So... Yeah, it is. Oh, so far, I'm not offended yet. <laughs> yet. No. Well, that that takes us uh, right into "Long Haired Redneck" by David Allen Coe. Fuck yeah. Well, I guess I should hold that back a little bit because this is. I I struggled putting this on here because David Allen Coe is the most controversial country artist there is, really. Um, before he started recording, he spent 22 years in different correctional facilities, uh, for several things. And he claims, which he also, uh, uh, they say he makes up some stories a little bit, but he claims he was on death row for a while too, for killing an inmate when he was in prison. Um, but he also in the late seventies, when he was out of money, he also under a pseudonym, uh, made some basically like Wheeler Walker Jr. esque albums that they sold in the back of Easy Rider magazines with some real heinous, racist, and gnarly shit. But he is a legend to the to this genre, and this song is just absurd and fucking awesome, really. So if you can put put aside that he's a uh, probably not the best guy in the world. And just look at this song; it's pretty great. 
This song is quite fun. I will say that. Uh, it obviously immediately reminded me of Joe Dirt. Because uh, yeah. that line, that long hair don't cover up that redneck, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is just like a really fun song, honestly. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess I did. Yeah, I didn't look up anything about the guy. But I mean, the song is uh, it's quite all right, if you ask me. I'd, it probably It's one of the standouts on the list for, for myself. But um, Dusty, what about you, man? How'd you feel about it? It's all right. Kind of blended in with some of the others, but it's some decent hooks to it. Honestly, thought it was Dave and Alan Gear there for a second when I first saw the artist, and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> "It's like making country music on the side in between SNL in his early days." Oh yeah, it's like and then I saw long hair redneck. I was like, "Was he singing about Willie Nelson or something like that?" Like some sort of controversy between each other. But no, it's just country music to me so it's got got the hooks so solid thumb and a half yeah another thumb and a half for the list uh nick what about you man how'd you feel about long-haired redneck well the song's super good this was some east coast west coast shit that was just a lot of call outs in this song uh like this guy like i don't know was merle haggard considered attractive i don't get that joke in particular it's like they say, I look like Merle, Merle Haggard. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. But I mean, David Allen Coe now is a nasty looking motherfucker. He has dreadlocks down to like his feet almost. It's insane. Oh my. Terrifying. That um, is terrifying. But the, yeah, this song was really fun to listen to. I liked it. My opinion of it is definitely soured knowing who the guy is now. Uh, but it's still a pretty good song. I liked it. Oh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, yeah. Caleb, what about you, man? I mean, I feel like I've known some long-haired rednecks in my day. They're usually nice people. Um, I don't know. I, this one's given me more, like, kind of just that, like, the part where they're slowing down in the middle, that's where it lost me, because, like, it was like, all right, this is all right. It's bumping along. But then we slow it down, and we're doing that piano bullshit again. Yeah, but he's making yeah. fun of the he's making fun of Nashville because that's what yeah. they were trying to get him to put out. You know, he's shoving it to the man. Well, <laughs> I can appreciate that because I didn't like that part, so I get why he would make fun of it. Um, but ugh. I don't know it, the part that was like a bummer. But where I'm like, nope, I'm gonna have to pass on this song is because the really really abrupt fade out at the end. You're like, yeah, what? What are you doing? And he does that in a lot of songs too. Like if you like, several of his songs use that same method, which is trash. You gotta resolve that shit. It gives me a headache. I don't like it. All right, that know. is definitely a wig. No, that is his hair. <laughs> There's absolutely no way. That looks like a bad wig. You can you can look it up. There's many pictures of him throughout the years. That is terrifying Dude. to look at. <laughs> that that's like the country version of Job of the Hut. I just the, the photo I just sent you guys. It's like if Jack Black's career didn't really take off in movies. <laughs> <laughs> he just evolved into this this guy. He just gave up and just let it all go. <laughs> My God. Uh, all right. Well, that wild hair aside, uh, we got the Working Man Blues by. 
by Mr. Haggard once again. Yeah, we got another Merle Haggard track. And I don't care what any of you fuckers say. This song gets me pumped. It's probably because I'm just a, at, at heart, I was raised by blue collar men. And to be honest, that's what I am now. I work a blue collar job. And so it just tugs at those heartstrings for me. And it, it, it hits a chord and it just makes sense. It's a fucking banger. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't disagree. This song, this song definitely has got some movement, you know, it's got some energy. It, uh, I like a lot of the same uh, things about this song that I like about, uh, Russia's, uh, working man. Yeah. Working man. Like, you know, sometimes somehow like some of these songs, they just like, I don't know. They, they find a way to drive you like a little bit more. Like, I don't know, especially when at work, you're just like, fucking, I get it, man. I'm working. I'm there. My back hurts. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, this is definitely like another like I don't know. I I mean I I dig the Haggard, I guess, because I, yeah. I definitely like dig this song. But uh, Caleb, how'd you feel about this Merle Haggard track? I mean, this is probably one of my my favorite ones so far. Honestly, um, it kind of reminds me of there's a song by like Devo, and it's it's kind of. I don't know if it's like working in a coal mine or something like that, but it kind of just has that like same vibe. Like we're just chugging along. This is going to help us get through the shift. And I like this one. I like the, I like the little sound effect. I don't know what it is. If it's like a, a pickaxe working on a railroad or something, but it's a nice touch. Just It's like a little choo-choo train song. I don't know. <laughs> the choo-choo train song. Something. Chucky falls in the uh, Dusty, how about you, man? Well, a solid blues song. As far as it took this many songs and to get to a country blues song. Yeah. But it's we can relate to. I can't, honestly, because I don't work a blue college. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's, you know, it's, I had it just playing in the background. just, you know, got foot bumping, you know. Oh, yeah. on. But everybody can relate to the working whatever job you're in so solitude by merle fuck yeah uh flanman what about you i'm I'm glad you brought up the working man by rush reference because like early rush was super bluesy i'd i would not be surprised at all if they were inspired by this song that's what i I thought dude i was like there had to have been some trickle down from this like even the chord progressions are like pretty similar The, the themes are i mean Maybe the maybe Rush being a broke ass weird band from Canada, they just couldn't get the rights to actually do the song, <laughs> so they just made their own. <laughs> like whenever you're watching a show and you get like the Walmart brand, like uh, ZZ Top Lagrange. <laughs> but I don't know. This this song was pretty cool. But like I said, I looked up Merle Haggard. That dude's never really held down a real job in his life. No, that's the thing. I mean, he's he's selling it to his audience. It's I not know. for him. And it, I think we've mentioned before, like country audiences can tell when someone's in full of shit. And I don't know why they just keep giving Merle Haggard a pass for that. I mean, to be honest, he grew up in like rural Oklahoma. He probably had a, you know, grew up in a real working family. But yeah, I, I get it. And I feel the same way. I guess I've also been missing this released in uh, 69. Oh, okay. 
Good year. It's a good year. <laughs> but overall, the song's pretty cool. I still don't fucking like this guy. This seems to be a trend. I keep liking his songs and just hating the guy who wrote them. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> well, what about this? What about this next artist? We got a song by Mr. Willie Nelson. Yeah, had to had to get all the all the all stars in there. Um, I think Willie has a great voice, and this song is super bluesy, coming off the last one, you know. And um, mm-hmm. there's several live recordings out there where they just turn this into a jam song that's like oh, 15 yeah. minutes long. I I can't even hardly make it through those, but it's <laughs> a it's a good one, really. I mean, it's got a great voice. It's just like saloon music, you know definitely man but yeah like this uh this this song fucking has some grooves man and like you just you can i could definitely see that like as soon as i listened to it i was like i bet this gets turned into a jam like i bet this like live they can get just you know keep it going for fucking ever um yeah i really like this one man this might be like my top track on the playlist um but uh let's see let's go with nick what do you how do you feel about willie nelson here man i i really like this song it was pretty good i like the bluesy elements to it as soon as you said like the the saloon song i finally like clicked what that that little ambiance in my head was but there's like since the song really does kind of follow that jammy pattern to it there's like that moment right in the the back third of it where it just kind of like gets real swingy and bouncy for a few bars and it's just i don't know it's a good fun song to listen to but it's like a slow kind of fun uh yeah. but positive rev- positive reviews for whiskey river <laughs> i mean <laughs> willie's great yeah they them braids uh dusty how about you man i was super chill and laid back if you want to be like on a lazy river or floating down a whiskey river but it's got that porch vibes too you know hell yeah watching the sunset you know kicking back relaxing indulging in a vice you know if that's your your thing but yeah it's i've always liked willie nelson mostly just because he's like i think my grandma's probably favorite or second favorite artist next to man in black but yeah yeah, no it's a solid tune I, i Definitely could see them jamming it out on this and get those telecasters fired up and going. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. Uh, Caleb, how about you, man? Are you a Nelson fan? Yeah, I like Willie. Um, it's it's definitely like it's kind of situational, like you know, hanging out on the porch or whatever. Something something we're gonna do that's chill. That's that's the time and place because um, at the beginning of the song, it's like okay just be patient it's gonna pay off i I know it will but it was hard for me to be patient but man those trippy lap steel slide guitar things there at the end are that was really cool i like that a lot i'm a i'm a sucker for lap steel i've always kind of wanted to learn to play one but uh, too many things to do (laughs) yeah this is a good song and i don't know i like I like when Willie kind of is like, all right, let's get a little weird. It doesn't have to just be kind of like a soft acoustic ballad. This was a good example of that. Yeah, no, I agree there, Caleb. I think it's like a good example of like a little bit, something you wouldn't fully expect, you know? Um, But okay, right into a Hank Williams Jr. track. 
Yeah, we're going into into juniors territory here. Uh, this is family tradition. Um, this one was released in '79. Um, this is kind of like probably the peak of like outlaw country, and uh, it, it's just kind of him pointing his finger at mainstream country and saying "fuck you," you know, which is fun. It's kind of just an absurd song, and it's fun if you're drunk. You know, in the chorus, if you see him at live, like the whole crowd shouts out during the chorus, like it says, why do you drink? Everybody shouts to get drunk. Why do you smoke to get high? And then uh, why do you act out this way to get laid? You know, it's just it's a fun track. Yeah, dude, I don't disagree with that. That'd be yeah, that that would I, I, I could just see that crowd like cups in the air yelling along with the song it uh it's just kind of a funny song like it really is like and you know i, li- I liked how he said it you know it's just him like you know kind of just like pointing pointing the finger flipping the bird to the yeah. mainstream shit you know like yeah like because this is what i fucking do it's like yeah <laughs> but yeah this is the i mean just a, a random weird fun song if you ask me um caleb uh how'd you feel about this one though well i will say i do prefer um hank senior but this is this is a fun song um the whole like vibe that jameson described i was gonna say like it just kind of reminds me of like the crowd at like a you know bluegrass and country festival in like montana yeah um not really my crowd but they seem to have a fun time and yeah it seems I don't know. I'm not going to go out of my way for it, but if I found myself in that situation, I could see that being quite a lot of fun. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Dusty, what about you? He's catchy, too. You know. Is this... What, you, what year was this? Uh, 79. Ooh. Didn't keep him there. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um, I think Williams Jr., the one that compared Obama to Hitler. Yep. Sure was. No oh boy. <laughs> At the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh my God. They they asked him in the pregame if uh, he would play a round of golf with Obama and he said no, it'd be like playing golf with Hitler. Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? And then because before that, Hank Jr. did the opening for Monday Night Football. He had the song that opened it. So yeah, and he was or that but then they brought him back so they're like mm-hmm. <laughs> but otherwise no it's it's a fun you know, it's, I'm t- sure it you know like many country songs they gotta have one song to set to get the, the crowd really into it you know right. everybody books is one and all that so gonna get the energy back up during the concert you get that going so what's a good tune catchy kick on the family tradition uh nick what about you man i I like this song i really like the attitude of it it was just like openly mocking the industry right saying hey i'm gonna do it anyways yep Uh, i don't know i had a really good time listening to the song it was super cool i'm really tired of finding out like who these people are (laughs) (laughs) like i guess that they're outlaws but like couldn't it be a little more like robin hood maybe (laughs) 
or Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> or Banks. <laughs> Somewhere between Robin Hood and Banksy, please. You know, just just less terrible. Um but... they were all like raised in the fifties in the South. So Yeah. That's that's just a way that people were. Yeah. Are. Yeah. But, no. Um why, why, all my favorite songs on this list are just done by terrible people. Uh, but it's still such a fun song. I really enjoyed it. I agree. Um, well, that t- uh, this is the first Johnny Cash song on the list that we're coming up on. It is. I, I figured that I wouldn't go super heavy Johnny Cash because everybody already knows Johnny Cash. But oh, yeah. he had to have at least one. And honestly, uh, I'm not a religious man one bit, but I like a lot of Johnny Cash's gospel stuff, to be honest. Hmm. And um, that doesn't have a place on this playlist. So (laughs) I I went with a song. This is actually a live recording from the Johnny Cash show in 71. Um, This is actually a Chris Christopherson song that he covered, um, who we see later on, another pioneer. But... um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just got a good feeling, but it just, you know, it's about being a scumbag and walking around being being lonely on a Sunday Sunday morning. Oh, I, I don't think I said, it's Sunday morning coming down. Sorry. It is like a, just kind of a drag of a song, honestly. Like, I mean, it's it's very cash, you know? Yeah, but like, yeah, there's like, I, I love that line like really early on. It's like the the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Yeah, <laughs> shit's hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting cash song. Like, um, I'd never heard I'd it, never before, heard it, which is kind of, which is kind of, so that was kind of like a nice little like find for me there. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say about Johnny Cash. You know, I've always generally enjoyed listen, the music I've heard. Um, I haven't really ever dug into like the gospel era Cash though, so that's kind of intriguing. Just in a, yeah. in a side note kind of way. Uh, I, I really like uh, if you want to look at another track. Um, Daddy sang bass is one of my favorites. Okay. Really love that song. Hell yeah! But I definitely yeah, I definitely enjoyed this track. Um, it has it definitely has like a bit of an energy dip from the last from like where we were just before which is kind of cool kind of slow slows you so slows you down in the playlist pumps the brakes a second um i also thought like super like he sounds so good live and he has Mm. so many live albums and it's like god damn you i mean sounds great live and i usually hate live albums to be honest so yeah that's a really good point like he does have like there's just tons of live stuff from him yeah i've never had a problem with it some mallory artists who really makes like a hell of a difference where you just are like that that recording sucks (laughs) yeah but nick how'd you feel about this cash it i mean like you i hadn't actually not heard this song before uh i kind of struggle with johnny cash because he's he's like been kind of like present and very commercialized my entire life you know like Mm -hmm. I've seen him on lunch boxes or commemorative plaques in a souvenir store, and it's just I've heard Ring of Fire too many times to count, and Folsom Prison Blues or whatever. It's just I've heard so much Johnny Cash that it doesn't sound like music that existed in its own time period. It sounds like music I hear in commercials. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that. 
but like when I get to hear a song like by him that I haven't heard before, I can finally like place my like my mind back in a in a spot and be like, oh, this this is just some guy named Johnny Cash singing a song, and I get to like hear it, and it's super cool. It's I I I like understand the appeal of why Johnny Cash became the thing that he is today. It's really good music. I mean, you can't have a classic country list without some real downers on it. Yeah, that's truth. So. Uh, one of my all-time favorite Johnny Cash associated uh, memories was the endless amounts of 9-11 presentations that would happen and people would use his cover where it's like it'd be like pictures of the two of the towers and be like, I hurt myself today. <laughs> and there's always like, why the fuck are these two things associated, man? Like, like I, I just that's always in my mind. I actually make it's like an ongoing joke I have with people at work now too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Caleb, what about you? How'd you feel about about Johnny Cash's Sunday Morning? I like this one. Um, I've heard it before, and yeah, it's like the the mix that they achieved live is really great. Duke can sing his ass off. I like the string section, and it just kind of reminds me of like that picture of Johnny Cash sitting in a bush, like high out of his mind, just eating an ice cream cake or something yeah. like that, like a barbarian. <laughs> And That's a great photo. It's so good. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, yeah, it reminds me of uh, one morning, uh, like, <laughs> like I was, like, I don't know, 19 or 20 and fighting with my girlfriend at the time and uh, my phone dying and being still drunk from the night before, just wandering around town. You're know, like, how the fuck do I get home? I can't call anybody. And just feeling like a real piece of shit. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a... It's a beautiful song for such a, you know, bummer situation. Uh, Dusty, what about you, man? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think we've all been there. It's yeah. woke up at 7 a.m. and you're like, I just need to get out of this random house. It's, it is oh, yeah. the first like, rendition of the Walk of Shame, I would say. You know? <laughs> it just... Just you're just haggard walking out of there, you know, faded or just hungover or whatever. Just like, ugh, that, you know, can, I can see that bright Sunday morning sun just, ugh. dude. I just want to puke in the park or something like that. But yeah, no, that's good. It's uh, Johnny Cash is my grandma's favorite artist, so I'm sure I've heard almost everything of his throughout the years. And if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have had jimmy cox's walk hard so it's true exactly man a lot of respect there <laughs> don't play that hurt song for me ever again because this was so overplayed back in the day it's a good song but i just i can't i can't either i just can't take it seriously <laughs> uh well um that brings us uh right around to a different johnny mm-hmm. mr johnny paycheck yeah, take this job and shove it. Um, so this song was actually written by David Allen Coe, uh, released it in 77. But uh, I don't know, this is just a song that I feel like pretty much everyone can connect with on some level. It's like you've always had those thoughts of just like, God damn, I want to walk up to my boss and tell him to shove it. You know, I just want to be done with this job. Fuck it, whatever. So it's another one gives you that good, you know, those good uh, 
I guess, vibes or not really vibes, but something that everyone can connect with. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's 100. Like that's immediately you're sort of like, you know, you know the exact situation that you'd like use this song as inspiration for, you know, like yeah. fuck, crap jobs and the, the shit bosses, like fuck this. <laughs> yeah, this, this song's kind of interesting. It's got that like weird, I don't know, it's like this the weird like bass line in it that kind of takes over uh parts like it's like <laughs> like it's really it's it's just kind of a again it's sort of just like a like that hank williams jr song it's just like a fun fucking song man yeah you know what i mean like i definitely could see this being like one of those like you know people singing along to it also yeah this uh, is also johnny paycheck's only song that ever charted and it spent Two weeks as the number one, and then eighteen weeks on the list. Damn. So, dang. Make that feature. <laughs> well, uh, Nick, uh, how about you on this one? How'd you feel about Johnny Paycheck? I like this song. I mean, a better quitting song there never has been and never will be. Yeah. There's no better quitting song than "Take This Job and Shove It." <laughs> um. I like I remember the very first moment I heard this song and it was on like a TV commercial in the 90s. It's like for one payment of 19.99 you get four CDs of Outlaw Country and they really played Johnny Paycheck in that commercial. <laughs> uh but I liked it and I still do like it. It's a good song. It does have that funky bass line like I I that was playing in my ear as you were saying it. I'm like, oh man, it was nice. Yeah. It's a weird one. This is kind of fun. Uh, Dusty, how about you? How do you feel about this? John, about Johnny Paycheck here? I feel good about it. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought Johnny Paycheck was Johnny Cash. My friend <laughs> talk about both at the same time. I think I was like five, six, something like that. So, but. That that baseline, I, I the whole time I was trying to figure out what effect are they using on that bass because it's it's not like a typical country song where it's the bass is there in the background but it's not like a focal point. So it's nice to hear something where it's you have a focal point with a different instrument and it's like oh that's kind of unique on that. But yeah, I just can't. It's like it's like such a suppressed tone. I feel like I can't really put my finger on it, but it's solid, solid song. Yeah. What year did it come out? Did this you say? song, um, 77. Maybe that'll give us some hints. We have to see what, what effects were in vogue. What they were doing. Yeah. Well, what, did, what is it, Nick? What? Is it mm-hmm. it up? No, he's, he's, he's all asleep on coffee. He doesn't know. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> what what do you about? think about this song, Caleb? <laughs> this, is a, this is a good song. Um, <laughs> I was fixing the song on my phone. What's going on? <laughs> you're fine Don't worry. i'm out of it for a little while you're out the effect on that bass yeah. oh i i have no idea you're trying to get the bottom of it that's um, just this... not something i've tried to learn so this is a good song and i have you know i now have my own quitting story that you know was could be could have been inspired or accompanied <laughs> by this song and you know that feels pretty good um i'm not like oscar from the office dreams of a quitting story i have my own now it's too long don't worry about it but anyway um this is a fun song it's real like it's got that like honky tonk vibe and i don't know the cover art he scares me he's (laughs) he's awfully he's awfully gaunt and it's 
I don't know. I don't feel. I feel like he doesn't have any teeth, but he's still gonna bite me. Oh, he's like a, he's like a vampire, man. Johnny Paycheck's a vampire. He kind of yeah, and, he's like a, a cowboy vampire. Yeah, cowboy um, Nostradamus. No oh, wait, no Nosferatu, <laughs> not Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this song, but that's how I feel. Uh well, all right, well that. Uh, I guess that brings us to ooh, a, a song that was in the name was invoked earlier, but uh, we have another Merle Haggard song. Jameson, what song is this? This is Okie from Muskogee. And uh, honestly, I think this is the ultimate troll track of all time because Merle Haggard, uh, he's admitted, you know, he spent time in prison. He smoked weed his entire life. Um, he kind of went back and forth with this song if he was serious or not. Um, and one time he said that uh, he wrote this right after his dad died. So he wrote it kind of like from his father's perspective. And this released in 69. So it was the summer of love. And, you know, he was, you know, his father just died listening to his dad talk about all these hippies out in California. And it's just a fucking hilarious song, really. I mean, the first first two lines of the track are uh we don't sm smoke marijuana in muskogee and we don't take no trips on lsd you know it's just hilarious because i mean merle even admit he was hanging out with like janice joplin and stuff at this time like he's a, a you know it, it was just i think an ultimate troll and i i think the song's hilarious and pretty fun yeah it 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 is like it's such a again such a it was like a, to me a very like a random ass song, but it like it is it's it is just sort of fun and like it's one of the things I've been noticing is like really if you like listen to the lyrics to go back and read them or whatever, a lot of the lyrics that you that you have in these songs are just like ridiculous. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely another pass. Like I I I gotta give it a pass. It's just kind of funny when you frame it like that. That's really kind of. Like that helps paint the whole picture of the song for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, Nick, I got I got to know where you stand with this song though, having invoked it earlier. Ugh. All right, this this song I like it in a vacuum. I grew up with this song. It's you, you can't not like this song. But I once again, I, this song confused me so hard. Hearing was like, wait, Merle Haggard definitely did all these things. <laughs> <laughs> So I looked it up again, and I found out that he wrote this song as like a pro-Vietnam War sentiment, or maybe not necessarily that, but definitely anti-hippie song. And he's like, these fucking morons don't know anything about this war more than I do. And as it turned out, they did. It was like a big problem in America's history. Is I don't know, the Vietnam War. <laughs> but, definitely left us a bad taste in a lot of mouths, we'll say. I don't know. I just did not like. I I well came out of the entire Merle Haggard experience. Like this guy's just straight up a violent criminal who decided to reform himself and then talk shit about people who wanted to stop a war. Like fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Makes good music though. So I mean, that being all said, like it's uh, is is this a pass? Is it like where does it sit? Is... I'm not gonna stop a Merle Haggard song if it's playing. <laughs> But I'm gonna talk shit about him. Yeah, fair. He talks shit about about it too, probably. Uh, Dusty, what about you, man? Mm, solid, no solid tune. I think he, he probably 
came from two different angles on this. It's like one I could I could play to the crowds in the south to make them think I'm serious about this, but then at the same time playing in other places like make a joke out of it. So which I can respect that, you know. So honestly, I think he's just playing to whatever crowd he's at, to whatever he can make money from. So Fair. but no, all it's known, catchy. Can't you can't beat that that opening line? So and then at the end, just talking about white lightning, like yeah. my grandma talking about white lightning again. It's from <laughs> what? What is white lightning? Moonshine. Moonshine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Moonshine. No, that was definitely things. But my grandma's from Oklahoma, and my granddad was from Kansas, so always heard sort of about white lightning and that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Caleb, is this, what, how, where do you sit with this song? This is a nice song. Um, it's kind of, I, I kind of enjoyed the whole, like, you know, hearing all your guys' takes on it because I was kind of wondering, like, is he being, like, sarcastic and, you know, like, just kind of taking the piss out of people? Um, and then, you know, Dusty's point of it's just kind of maybe genius marketing. But um, it made me laugh because I was thinking of, like, super you know, conservative squares listening to this and being like, Merle, he's, he's on our side. He, you know, a hundred percent. He don't, he don't like those hippies. And that just fucking cracks me up, but it's, it's an all right song. I, I think I like the lore better than the song itself, but nothing wrong with it. And my only question is where the fuck is Muskogee? I'm guessing that's in Oklahoma. It is in Oklahoma. Small, small town. Well, I've never been to Oklahoma, and that's a funny-sounding name for a town. So that's all I have to say about that. Fair enough. Well, uh, <laughs> so now we're uh, we, uh, we're going into a song that you mentioned. Um, this guy had a cover. Uh, you know, somebody cover. Well, who, who? Wait, what song so, was the cover song from earlier? So, uh, um. Sunday morning coming down is a Chris Christopherson song. Okay, but this and is a, is this an original we got coming up here? This is so technically he wrote this song. He is the original author of this song, which damn near everyone in the world is going to know, which is me and Bobby McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he was the original writer of this. I was I was looking up some of the uh, history of this. Um, he actually wrote this song in 69 for Roger Miller, who released it. And then Kenny Rogers recorded uh, a version of it. And then Gordon Lightfoot made a cover of it in, all in 1969. And all three of those versions were on the billboard at some point. Like, this song was just hot as fucking shit when he <laughs> wrote it in 69. And then the version that everyone knows by Janis Joplin was released uh, posthumously uh, after she died in 71, because she died in 70. So, um, and obviously that song blew up and that's the version everyone knows. But this is a Chris Christopherson song. Nice. Um, This song reminds me of something I'd hear on a Wes Anderson soundtrack. You know what I mean? Like it's like really pleasant, uh, and just kind of like I don't know, like like kind of like up upbeat in its own way, um, and it's like not really. It's very unassuming. You like know what it? 
kind of reminds me of that's super random is um disney's robin hood and the mm. guy who like, oh my god narrates dude. all the songs in it one kind of sounds just like that that's fucking <laughs> that's a good call man uh that's crazy yeah I, I i mean i really liked this version like you said like there's you know like a litany of other versions and i feel like i've heard all of them besides this one like i've never like i don't know i, I it's like one of those weird things like uh you know chris christopherson i think we mentioned on the last one i, I remember meeting him for the first time from blade yeah. uh, then kind of finding out sort of like after that that is like oh this dude like made music and shit <laughs> like you know like he's had an interesting career but uh yeah this i mean like i said this i have no beef with this track i think it's really kind of pleasant like uh, it's a good i don't know i i think it's just as good as every, every other one we've heard i wouldn't like say it's exceptional to me but i do like it uh dusty how do you feel about mr christopherson here I think it's kind of a boring song, to be honest. <laughs> I don't honestly I've never heard this, not even the Janis Joplin or anything. So really, You've never heard the Janis Joplin version? I think so. I never really. Wow. Heard. I heard that one song way too many times, and that was enough for me. I just, I don't know. It's just a boring one to me. Just kind of blended in with some other country stuff. So, but fair it's enough. Okay. Yeah, it's not awful or anything. It's just, it's not for me. That's fair. Uh, Caleb, how about you? Well, um, Chris has got a nice voice and all, but yeah, this song's fucking boring. <laughs> um, and that harmonica was ass. That sounded weird. I mean, kudos to being able to play the harmonica because that shit's pretty hard, but um, I, I don't like the way that one sounded. It was, ugh, I don't know. It reminded me of like something I'd heard before and I was trying to put my finger on it. And when you said the Robin Hood thing, like that was like okay we're getting close there but um i just realized that the the soundtrack from fox and the hound did it better wow oh the gauntlet's thrown there's that but it's it's fine it's like yeah it's got that kind of sleepy like vibe and i don't know i've been awake i've been for awake. a while so. <laughs> i've been awake uh Nick, how about you? Are you awake or is this lulling you to sleep? I was awake for it. Chris Christopherson has got to be one of the most outstanding songwriters of his generation. Um, this song was a little slow, but I'm also so fucking tired of the Janis Joplin version that this was just a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the harmonica. I liked the shrillness of it. It kind of woke you up from the sleepiness. And it's epic that he calls it a harpoon. What? <laughs> you don't, if you listen to the lyrics, he says he pulls his old harpoon out of his dusty red bandana. He's talking about his harmonica. That's what he's talking about? Yeah. Oh my God. What? I had no idea what he was talking I just kind of, I, I kind of just glossed over that part. Uh, but it's a really cool song. Chris Christopherson is one of the most interesting people around. I also first discovered this guy in the movie Blade. And that's just a weird place to discover anyone. It's true. <laughs> but I don't know. I have I have a very positive opinion of Chris Christopherson, even though this song is a little slow. Yeah. Drags a moments, but what's up with the next song? Caleb kind of called it out uh, in the group text, and I've been interested by that all day. 
yeah, or Caleb, since I came through. Caleb has uh, told me many times that he doesn't like this artist, Tyler Childers. Um, these next two artists are modern artists. Um, I fucking love Tyler Childers. I think he's got a ton of good music out. Some of it's a little bit more mainstream country. Um, but I wanted to get some guys in here who are still kind of invoking that uh, outlaw sound, you know. And um, it's just kind of a fun one. It tells a story about getting fucked up and not really knowing what happened the night before. So it's fun. That's fair. I, uh, you know, can definitely relate to the story. Or, uh, you know, the, the, the point of view of the song. Um for sure it does like that's what i was wondering i didn't look it up because i was like i don't know i just didn't uh but i didn't i did it reminded me when i was listening to it i was like this sounds a lot cleaner than the others like that we've listened to and i think that's that's one of the like weirdly enough for me it's one of the demerits of the song like Mm. i kind of like like the the dustiness so to speak of some of the other tracks we've listened to but you know that being said like I don't know. I didn't mind it though. Still, like that's one of the weirdest things to me is like, I don't know. I've never really like fully dipped a foot uh, into the into the whole like country pool very much, and so it's like just interesting to have kind of a spread throughout this playlist, including this track, where it's like, I don't know. There's kind of some like interesting merit for me. It's a lot of lyrical merit, uh, yeah. which is very like something we I, we don't get too much of on the on the pod. Um, so, you know, that's kind of cool, but, uh, yeah, Caleb, I got to hear your thoughts on this, uh, this artist, Tyler Childers. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with him. He's, he's very good at what he does, but it's just like, it's not really my thing. I don't know. Uh, I think maybe it is like kind of how you mentioned, like it sounds like the style is old and like, you know, kind of that traditional classic thing, but it's, it's sort of weird. Yeah. Hearing it like with a modern recording that's not really a bad thing but i don't know yeah it just it just reminds me of all those montana like cowboy hipster types and, and there's there's nothing wrong they're nice people um hey man but, do they they like they, they like the cowboy types that sort of shop at rei but also shop at uh yeah what's that like, what's that other like a really big store uh um, bro cabela's like cabela's they'll, wear, they'll, they'll like bounce some... back and forth you know, like, I, I mean, I, I get it because it's like there's certain like, you know, you run into these people like when I go fly fishing, you know, they're nice. I just like, I don't know, I like a different vibe from my music. And the main reason I was upset was just because one, I like to give Jameson shit about Tyler Childers. I really no valid reason because he's fine. But just, um, of it. just being just being an asshole for, for kicks and gigs. But um, my thing was like, there's not. A single song by Sturgill Simpson on here. If we're gonna do some modern like outlaw shit, and I know he kind of goes off the rails into those different things, but man, where's where's fucking life is in? Like that's. I, I would just better. say, uh, you know, everyone knows we covered Sturgill pretty heavily in the first couple episodes of this pod, and uh, I'm a huge fan. I love him, but we have covered him already, and. Like, he does go off the rails, and he's not, like, most of his stuff I, I wouldn't really consider, like, outlaw. And, I mean, I wouldn't really say most of Tyler Childers' stuff really is either, I guess. But 
I don't know. Just figured I'd go go with some unheard artists. I just That's had fair. to have some venom to spit at you. <laughs> but like, yeah, I guess maybe this is an outlaw, but it, it's definitely like a classic country vibe. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, despite my shit talking, like Tyler Childers is a really good artist at, at his thing. It's just not really my thing. And I mean, the guy's okay. legit, too. Like, it's not like he's doing it just for, for uh, you know, like mainstream trying to write. Like, his last album was a total instrumental bluegrass album. Like, the the guy, it, like, he does country music, and that's it. It's not Nashville bullshit. Fair enough. Well, uh, what about the other two council members? Dusty, have you uh, any thoughts on Mr. Childers? Mm, I've never heard of this guy before, but then again, I don't ever really listen to country music, so it it was, you know, it's, it's odd going from that. It seems like there's this kind of fuzz over all the other music, and then this one's so clear. Yeah. But I don't hate that. That's okay. You know, it it's kind of like, yeah, I guess we compare him to Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet's mm. playing stuff of an old, old era, but everything's clean in this era. So, and I respect that. I don't hate Greta Van Fleet, you know. But it really reminds me of if Kurt Cobain somehow became a country singer. There's something in his voice that reminds me of Kurt Cobain. <laughs> like, wow. He wasn't. Hmm. It wasn't from the Northwest. He's you know from the South. He didn't do grunge, he just did country music. Like, a little Kurt Cobain to that voice there, so. That's interesting. I don't know, it's it's okay. Nope. She's with Childers. (laughs) Childers. Child. Uh, Nick, how about you? I, I did not know this was a modern song, and I was honestly very surprised that the mix sounded that good. Um... But now that I know it's a modern song, I think I like the mix even more. <laughs> I, it was so tastefully done. Um, like the, it, they didn't just like slap some effects. They were like, make it sound old. It, it was a uh, like this was very carefully done. It, it I wouldn't be surprised if they recorded in, like using some of the very like techniques that they were used back in the day, just with like a modern approach to it. That wouldn't surprise me. It sounds great. I really like the sound of this. But I'm also an engineer not like the intended audience of this song excuse me i'm an amateur engineer <laughs> correct that right away uh we, well and you do have a, a project oh yeah we'll get around that after after tyler <laughs> uh but the song was fine i mean Caleb, I'm calling you out on this one. Uh, we we can't sit here on this council and talk shit about pop country all sounding the same while we're also bashing artists like this. Yeah, we gotta I can do whatever the fuck I want because it's gotta- America. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be consistent. Wait, I have many continuity errors. I don't give a fuck. Uh, all right. Overall, good jo- good job, Tyler Childers Childers. <laughs> on the album Purgatory, the song I swear to God. I don't know. It sounded <laughs> but good job to whoever your engineer is too. I like that person. Great job. Great job. Great job. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to be way too fucking positive here because I know like I was agreeable. hoping and thinking for some hate. 
I, but I, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying well, to add some likeable. hate. Hey, I, I know. I feel like uh, uh, this this whole playlist has been quite mediocre for everyone. It's like, oh, this is pretty pretty good. <laughs> we yeah, think I we, don't mind. Well, but, exactly. We're all just like, it's not that bad. Okay. But, I mean, for me, I've probably listened to this fucking playlist 50 times through. I don't know why I keep coming back to it. I I enjoyed the fuck out of everything on here, which I guess it's my playlist. So fuck me. But (laughs) no, 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 no. There's something to the the thing is, is that I've not had a single like real negative opinion about any of these songs. I don't like Merle Haggard, but I was in a really really good place to listen to this when I was uh, was out walking the dog earlier. And it's just exactly what I wanted to hear in this moment. I thoroughly enjoyed this playlist, like just front to back. Nice. But, like, I can't. I'm not, I'm not gonna like rant and rave about any of these old people songs. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go back and listen to this one. Nice. I'll keep it up then. Well, uh, so is the next track here, Jameson? Is this another modern artist? Yeah, this is another modern one. This is uh, by Cody Jinx. It's called Hippies and Cowboys. Um, I'll just say right now, I think this is probably the weakest song on the playlist. But uh, honestly, like a year and a half ago, I was at Ace Hardware picking up some screws and this was playing. And (laughs) I was like, God damn, this song's catchy as fuck. And it sounds like an outlaw song. I don't listen to this artist. I don't know a single other one of his songs, but I've been playing this song for about the last year, and I, I just like it a whole lot. Hell yeah. I, I, I like this song too, though. I, I, it's like, there ain't nothing wrong with this song. It, and it has kind of, again, it just has kind of like a steady rhythm that you can follow the entire time, which you get you can just kind of like, like I don't know, like it just washes you away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh no this song this song is kind of interesting again lyrical the content's also kind of like kind of funny but um i don't know yeah i i i don't have any vitriol I don't, it's not bad this playlist wasn't bad so this, i just gotta give it another <laughs> like yeah dude it, it's pretty solid uh nick How'd you feel about this mix? You said you liked the last current, like, you know, more current track. Eh, It's fine. It's a good mix. I mean, country music has always had really top of the line equipment and sound to it. They've they've just always sounded good. Like, I mean, the Telecaster is just one of the greatest pieces of equipment ever made. And this entire playlist has made me want to buy a B-Bender, and that's just not something I need. I mean, a B-Bender is a guitar where you, if you activate a little lever on it or if you, like, you, you I, don't, I don't know how the mechanism works, but it bends the B-string up a whole step so you can kind of use it to create a sort of lap steel guitar effect on, on, your, on your Telecaster, and it's just super good. Huh. But this song is pretty new. It does sound badass. I, I like it so much more, and like, with the origin story of how Jameson discovered it. <laughs> I'm I never going to not think about that when I hear this song again. I hope that someday I go into an Ace Hardware and that fucking happens to me. Yeah. I got... <laughs> so many human moments just happen at Ace Hardware. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a humbling place. <laughs> uh, uh, Dusty, what about you, man? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this was one of the better songs on the playlist. Oh. I don't know, maybe it's just the catchiness of it. And I mean, it's pretty cookie cutter. 
as far as country songs go, but I don't know. I like the the tones and everything pretty pretty sweet and his voice is similar to others, but it's a little bit deeper, I guess, so enjoy that. So you know, I like the lyrical content. <laughs> Hippies and cowboys. <laughs> Interesting. You know, he doesn't really give a fuck about who you are. He'll raise hell with you, so Solid tune. You give it two thumbs. Ah, nice. A double okay. thumber. Caleb, where are your thumbs at? Um, I actually, this was definitely up there for me as well. I've never heard of Cody Jinx, but um, I really, I, I'm assuming that's a baritone guitar, but whatever it is, that guitar sounds fucking great. And I, I like the mix a lot and the, you know, anytime you put that lap steel in there again, I'm, yep. Even though it's kind of a slower song and it's a little on the longer side compared to some of the other stuff, like this one was the most like captivating to me probably because one I'd never heard it and I don't know it just sounds good to me. It's 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 low, it's full, it's it's nice. So it's, oh, I'll yeah. give it two thumbs as well. Damn, maybe, I got... uh, maybe I'll I'll give it a little finger gun wiggle whoa. too. Finger whoa, bang. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, double thumbs and a finger bang. Bang, bang. Oh uh, God. <laughs> uh, well, okay, shit. Um, I guess that takes us to the 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 the, the cat the nightcap of the you know so to speak. It's uh the outlaw shit. Yeah, by Waylon Jennings. I, I this um so apparently the origin of outlaw country actually comes from a Waylon Jennings song released in 72 um, Hmm. is where, you know, he's, I can't remember the title of the track, but he, he kind of gets the credit for starting the whole movement. Um, I like a lot of his stuff, but I think he has probably one of the, the, the worst voices, honestly, of the country, (laughs) the outlaw guys. Um, this song specifically though was first released in 78 called uh, this outlaw bit is getting out of hand Um, so this was released this version in 2008 by his son Shooter Jennings as a it's reworked and re-recorded so this was actually released after Waylon died I don't Hmm. know when it was recorded but this was later on in life and uh, they reworked the song it's much slower than the original, um, but it tells a story about when uh, he was in in '77. He was recording uh, in a studio in New York City, and the cops busted down the doors and tried to arrest him and his band for uh, possession of coke. And um, Shit. it's it's kind of just uh, I figured a good way to kind of close it out and how. I don't know, the outlaw movement kind of ended, you know? These guys all were strung out and running out of money from partying too hard. And, uh, yeah, you know, it just kind of rounds the story of this playlist. Yeah. It's outlaw shit, man. Yeah, that that is... Like, that was one of the standout things. I was like, this song does have... Some, like, it's kind of like another slower-paced song. But I didn't necessarily mind it. Um, yeah. I do agree with you, Jameson. His voice isn't necessarily my favorite, but uh, it's 
it kind of like i don't know it, i think it works with this track at least though like pretty yeah. well um yeah that uh, and i didn't you know it's kind of cool too that this was like sort of a later in life kind of perhaps re-recorded sesh that they put together for this um it's it's a neat track man and what a what a fucking cool story to base a song on you know that fucking running with the cops but it does have this sort of like ending of an era kind of feel yeah you know what i mean like it's wild uh yeah i mean i like this song a lot though i'd give it i would give this song a double thumbs you know we're talking about all them thumbs from earlier i'm thumbing this thing hard over here um but uh nick how, how do you feel about about outlaw shut well i will say i'm a little bit disappointed because based on the title i was expecting like not a, a sad ballad about the end of an era i was expecting you know like whatever the equivalent of a wheeler walker jr's redneck shit was, was gonna be. <laughs> i was expecting something a little bit more faster paced so initially i didn't like it but on the second listen through it really had a it, it does have like a real like sad finale to it feeling you know they play this at the end of the, the hbo miniseries <laughs> about yeah. outlaw country <laughs> but i would watch the hell out of that That'd be, I, honestly i would too that'd be cool um but it is a beautiful song but i like the strings in it, it and it's got to be a real string section like they didn't have a really good way to fake it back then the lap steel just kind of wails it's a cool song. Yeah. A little too long, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tighten that shit up. <laughs> uh, Caleb, where, where do you sit? Well, I'm glad that Jameson got in front of the train on that one for me, because I agree. Wayland's not my favorite singer. He's, he's unique, and uh, he's got his thing, and he goes for it, and I respect that, but... It's not my favorite voice to hear. Um, and I'm surprised. I mean, this is a fitting song for, you know, the era is ending, the playlist is ending. But, like, I'm kind of surprised that you like this song as much as you say, Jameson, because this is some theatrical bullshit. Um, <laughs> I guess. A little bit. It's pretty grandiose as far as Outlaw Country goes. and um, I don't know. Is that a gavel? No. no. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm going to gavel it just because we haven't. And because I'm calling J-Mo out on his hypocrisy for making fun of grandiose theatrics. And then I guess it's true. This could be in the Outlaw Country musical. (laughs) I'd go to that. Outlaw Country, the musical. Yes. You might actually get shot. (laughs) Dusty, would you go see this at a a finale of a play live? How do you feel yeah. about it overall, though? I enjoyed it. I like this is like a country power ballad, you know? Yeah. Change of pace is perfect ending to this. Interesting backstory. I mean, it kind of all makes sense. I was going to say what Nick said it when I first saw Tile. I'm like, oh, this could be like the redneck shit. Again, they're just going to be singing about all sorts of outlaw stuff. But no, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Really got beautiful ride vibes by. Dewey Cox, mm. <laughs> you know, that in, ending crescendo of a career or whatever. You know, but I don't hate his voice. So I, I don't know about you guys, but it's, I think like, the uniqueness is it's nice. It's a nice change up from 
some other country singers, but so many country singers just sound the same. You know, they all have that, which I'm sure they all, a lot of them sing with a fake southern accent to get that, but I don't know. I like that. I, it's kind of like indie music. I like people that sing different, you know, people probably fucking hate Bright Eyes, but I enjoy Connor Ober's voice is different, so. But yeah, it works for this guy, so. <laughs> That's so great. Like that. Eight. eight, fuck yeah, a solid eight. Um, all right, well, fuck. Uh, we've reached uh, the culmination of all this outlaw shit, and <laughs> now we have to pick our tops and bottoms. Did anybody have them set aside already? I must ask. Hmm. I can go. Dusty, what do you got? I just tie between the last two, but I'll go with the, the hippies and the cowboys. It's a tasty tune. Oh. The worst I think is that me and Bobby McGee. I don't. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Boring. I don't understand why you would cover the same song three times in one year. That's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, that's, it's his song though, so it's not really a cover. There is something for that, but yeah, that's insane that there's three different renditions in the same year that all charted. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I get that. Um, if I had oh. to pick mine, uh, oh, Nick, you got yours? Uh, not, not quite yet. Give me another couple. All right. Well, if I had to pick mine, um, I would probably say my top was Whiskey River by Willie Nelson, and because uh, I was just the yeah, that that track had 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 some tastiness to it, and the one I probably didn't like the uh, the most was probably the Tyler Childers song I was just like it was it was fine for what it was but I was also just like I don't know I guess I, I just yeah that one just like stood out because of it I don't know it's it how it says it's it was just too clean it's too new it was too new I don't I, I, I buy used okay throw some dust like, on that bitch yeah <laughs> you want the grit I want it uh, all right. Who else has got theirs? I could go. You um, go. Well, I mean, I'm tempted to put Outlaw shit on the bottom just because I gave it a gavel. But honestly, it's not the one I enjoyed the least. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna pile on here with Dusty. Sorry, Chris Christopherson. Oof. What a what a repetitive name that is. Um, but yeah, this it's like it's boring, and I don't know it that harmonica just was kind of like someone driving bamboo shoots under my fingernails <laughs> and like it um, that harpoon gotcha but honestly like this whole playlist is like not bad it's like this is music i just heard all the time growing up with and doesn't offend me in the slightest but and for that reason as well that is why the hank williams senior song mm. jambalaya is easily easily the top like it reminds yeah. me of playing Fallout and cooking gumbo with my grandpa, and it's I don't know. the The older, the better with with country music. I think they just really had it figured out back then, and we've been witness to years and decades of regurgitation and you wow. know, Fox and the Hound doing it better. <laughs> well, shit. I don't know. All right, <laughs> all right, Flam man. Well, it, it does pain me to admit this. So, I, 
I guess I've just have to come to terms with the the fact that these outlaws, you, you know, just about every last one of them was some kind of piece of shit or another. They were outlaws, <laughs> yeah. dog. So um, I, it, it's very awkward for me to say that "Long Haired Redneck" was definitely my favorite song. Ooh, that was a close one for me. But David Allen Coe, come on, man, do better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has said now, he's like, I, I don't know. I was just trying to make some money. It was a different time. My drummer in my band is black now, so I'm not racist. <laughs> I swear to God, there's an interview where he says that. <laughs> he's, he's trying. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, at the bottom of the list, it's not because I just don't like it, but it's just because... I, I don't know. It, it it doesn't feel outlaw to me, but Cody Jenks is going to have to go at the bottom. I mm. I don't dislike the song. I just don't think it belongs on the list as much as you know the the greats. So That's fair. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's a fine song, but it was really hard picking a bottom. Yeah. I, that was kind of the weird thing to me too. I was like, you know, most of these, like, like I've been saying, like I, I didn't hate them. I didn't like really like. I was just sort of like, wow, I am actually kind of enjoying a lot of this. So that was kind of a shocker, a shocker for me throughout the list. Um, but Jameson, like, you know, top. What's your top track on this list? Yeah, I think probably because I mean, I I have known of Dave and Alan Co for ever but i didn't really dig into his catalog until honestly this playlist that that long-haired redneck song is just fucking great it really is um and that one's great and really working man blues by merle haggard mm. just does something for me both of those songs i could any day would be my top um and then kind of the same, like, I love every fucking song on this list, but probably, like I said earlier, I'd probably say Hippies and Cowboys is my bottom. Like, I, if I was just, if I wasn't trying to show a modern song, I, there's definitely more classic songs I would have picked in that spot. But, um, yeah, I, I still like the song a lot, like I said, so. Hell yeah. Well, shit uh i guess uh yeah i mean we made it through uh, the country playlist yeehaw corn dogs yeah giddy up uh that well that was the, like again that was sort of like i you know i was just sort of surprised i didn't mind it at all maybe there you know it makes me want to dig into some, even more like you know kind of songs between this era i mean there was a wide spread that you put together for us it was a good playlist man yeah we went from 52 to 2017 yeah <laughs> it was crazy. it was a nice break after how painful last last time was man it was nice <laughs> it was a nice reprieve had to slide one in uh you know lucas is, is listening to this right now so <laughs> he, he, right. he was doing he did i'm so glad that jameson came and podcast daddy put a a balm on the, <laughs> the wound <laughs> A balm on the wound. <laughs> Sounds awful. Oh, Why did I say it like that? <laughs> Sometimes we say the weirdness. All right, guys. Well, shit. That's episode 31. We'll be coming at you with 32. We'll figure it out, and then we'll tell you what it's going to be about. That's, uh, you know, how this thing goes. Um, who's got the Sun last country. word? Keep it on. Nice. We got to do some plugs. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. 
That's right. We almost forgot. Hey, folks, by the time you hear this, you can go on to any major streaming service and listen to Lightning Wizard. Lightning Wizard. Ah. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong one. No, okay. sorry. What's, <laughs> What's happening? I was, hit, I was hitting the laughter button. I didn't meant to. I thought it was the light. I thought it was the sweet guitar riff that I had, but uh, anyway, lightning wizard. Right. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. We, so we, we messed up and apparently, so we, I think one on one of the previous podcasts, we declared that our name was going to be Electromancer. And since then, a new artist popped up named Electromancer, like literally within the last week and a half or so. Uh, and they put out an absolutely fucking like kick ass, like synthwave metal album. So check out Electromancer. Yeah. It's not <laughs> us, but it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so we just decided to name our band Lightning Wizard. Um, <laughs> there's the name recognition for you. <laughs> it's the name of our first single as well. It is out now. Lightning Wizard with an exclamation point. Caleb, Ooh. do you have anything of more value to say about this? Fine. Um. Well, <laughs> we worked pretty hard on it. And in case anyone's confused, it's meant to be silly. Um, I had to explain that to a few people. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't figure it out, but yeah, They're if you want to, if, if you want to laugh and hear some goofy power metal and hear us uh, sing lyrics about electronic things that really don't make any fucking sense, <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, and, no, it's a, it's so good. It's uh, fucking great. Yeah. Oh shucks. I, I was just gonna say, everyone, remember to keep your cocks hard with blue chew. Oh yeah! There you go. <laughs> Get that money rolling in. Uh, what else? I guess I might as well do the plugs for the podcast. If you're listening, make sure you follow us at Old Heart Radio on Instagram or YouTube, or uh, you know, just listen to the podcast on Spotify or iTunes or fuck it, YouTube again. We'll say YouTube uh, uh, three times there. Uh, what else? What else? If you're just following online, you might as well listen. So dip yourself into some of that old heart corn batter and just fry yourself up like a good corn dog. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we will have, uh, you know, obviously lots of episodes accompanying this one this week. So make sure you listen to them as well. But yeah, I can't do any more plugs. My plugs are the worst. They're just like my openings. <laughs> I never know what I'm going to say, and it just sort of, sort of falls out of my mouth. <laughs> Most ads have a script, so don't beat yourself up. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks. But, uh, okay, fucking corn dogs, you know it. We know it. Who's going to say it? Keep you sick on the ice. Boom. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>